Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Accelerator. I am Michael Conniff, your host here. We are a place for startups, founders, entrepreneurs, and also venture capitalists, angels, family offices, investment firms. And um, we are not a place where we make recommendations on where to invest your money or how to buy or how to sell, do your own research and uh, produce your own information and make your own decisions. But we are a place where we get some very interesting people here tonight. Today, we have Anastasia Litt. She is the uh, Director of Investor Relations for Europe and the Middle East for the Deep Knowledge Group. Uh, welcome, Anastasia. Good to have you. <coughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for having me coming today. to us live from it's Dubai. A That's uh, quite, a, quite a stretch uh, from where we are. And so I think we have to start by explaining... Um, a little bit about the Deep Knowledge Group. Why don't you tell us what your focus is? Because it's interesting, but it's very different also. <clears throat> of course. So Deep Knowledge Group is a consortium of a uh, like bunch of entities. So all of them are devoted to the longevity industry. So eventually we've been uh, the first organizations that uh, started mapping the community and described uh, the longevity itself. So in this case, like we focused on the longevity, deep tech, AI, uh, invest tech, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, fam tech, and even space tech industry and neurotech. So everything that allows you to live healthy and wealthy. To be healthy and wealthy. Oh, okay. I didn't know that uh, wealth, I guess wealth has something to do with longevity for sure. So let me ask you this. How did this come about? We'll get into a little bit in, in a moment about how you define this and how you, you know, how you, how you monitor it and invest in it. But how did this idea of a company devoted to longevity get started? Uh, it started uh, back in 2014 when we started describing the longevity industry. So under the longevity industry in the deep knowledge group, we understand the set of the subsectors and industries that are allowing you to like that are mapping the longevity. So everything that is allow you to increase your health span, live longer, that is connected to age tech and longevity industries. So this is of course like uh, types of industries that I described before, like age tech, deep tech, AI, uh, precision medicine, fam tech, and cetera. Uh, so in this case, like our founder and general partner, Dmitry Kamitsky, he's a visionary. So he writes books. Uh, we make different conferences where we invite industry professionals and leaders of uh, these industries. Uh, so he um, eventually was interested in the market and uh, we started making different reports, uh, researches, landscape reports. And we are realized that uh, the longevity is now forming the seventh uh, continent. It's like one billion of people right now in the elderly population and there are less people born. Uh, in every country, including even MENA region, including Africa. And uh, we see that the population is aging and we see that this is a new industry. And we can see, say even that house, uh, like uh, human house, the new commodity in which you need to invest right now, because it's very interesting thinking, like a very interesting commodity for the investors uh, in the next uh, I could not, not in the next decade, but the next 20, 30, even 40 so years. So you publish books, you hold conferences. Um, do you also raise money? Do you have funds in, that it, where you invest in these areas? 
Yes, of course, we used to have Deep Knowledge Ventures since 2014. It's uh, a small boutique investment fund investing on a deal-by-deal basis in the most prospective companies in the longevity industry, as well as we issue our own investment instruments like special purpose vehicles on our investments. And we also we manage actively manage certificates. It's like pre-ETF on the public uh, companies. So it's kind of a small ETF on the longevity industry. This is what we do. And uh, also we have many plans, like we are building the ecosystem. So right now we are making our own SPV platform for the longevity industry. So to allow not only us to invest, but also others like startups issue their SPVs or investors come and invest in the space. And as well as our radar is to make the longevity stock exchange. Longevity stock exchange. Can you can you trade um, uh, future years of your life for current years or does it work so <laughs> work some other way probably? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can say it would, unite, uh, it would unite all the kind of instruments, uh, not only SPVs, IMCs, but as well as public companies in the longevity industry, as well as uh, you could like you could trade derivatives uh, for like longevity swaps, as well as also we are working on our own longevity derivatives to risk uh, uh, to hedge the risks uh, of the longevity industry. So there, there is a big playground that is about to be like make. Ma- in, we hope to make it this year. So, yeah, our that's, plans it's interesting like, to call it a playground. Right. I actually <laughs> I have see. to uh, forgive me. I actually have to confess. I've actually written a, a, a short story about a world where you could trade your time on an open market. Believe it or not, and uh, uh, so I've actually kind of imagined what that would be like. It didn't turn out well. Let's let's put it that way. So hopefully yours will turn out better. But let me let me ask you this. We need to define this a little bit. So. What's unusual to me, it's like <clears throat> longevity is a um, a broad term, and uh, I would almost call it a catch-all for all kinds mm-hmm. of things. So I'm assuming it kind of the starting point is anything that is going to um, help you live longer, perhaps enhance the quality of your life would fit, un- fit under longevity. So let, let's drill down into, let's take age tech as an example. What exactly is age tech? Age tech is the industry uh, that is uh, uniting all the kind of companies uh, producing uh, the technologies for aging of population. So it's precision medicine, biomarkers, as well as uh, special programs for the elderly population. Because, for example, uh, the the population of 65 plus is growing and uh, we do not make enough I could say uh, technologies for these people, starting from a fintech and uh, going up further, for example, for digital house and uh, other. So, what would be an example um, for the? Uh, what would be an example of age tech for the sixty-five and older population? Uh, I could say like different digital uh, house apps that allow you to make uh, tests like for the biomarkers to screen your potential diseases to prevent them, as well as uh, it could be some kind of uh, fintech company like the Neobank for the elderly people uh, that allow you to make all the payment services because 
uh, for us, it's very easy to pay by the phone. Like uh, for people in their 65, 70s, it could be something not not easy. So we need to make special interface. Well, for thank you for including me in people below 65. I'm actually over 65. So uh, I'm actually the group, the group you're talking about. <laughs> it's a little bit like eavesdropping. <laughs> well, That's funny, though. I just I can say is that you are lucky if you can manage all this, but many people they face different troubles uh, with such services, and uh, we should uh, pay attention to this and this kind of new class of consumers. Yeah. yeah. Right now. So it's you growing. also mentioned deep tech. What would be an example of a deep tech um, uh, company subject uh, category that uh, deep knowledge? group would be interested in, your company? Uh, it should be like, I could say it's like deep tech and AI companies uh, for the most, this is like AI and drug discovery companies that allow us uh, to make the drug discovery process uh, mm -hmm. faster in times. And uh, this industry, it's grew a lot due to COVID-19. It was faster, like we had a great boost. And uh, we can see that uh, this is one of the most emerging industries right now. And uh, there are also many kind of different technologies like the clouds, uh, data storage that we can see that allow us <laughs> to... Uh, make uh, all the researches uh, faster and uh, we can use it for the house. So what is, what is the company philosophy, um, given that you're dedicated to longevity, you're dedicated to these technologies, um, how does that affect um, uh, the way the company is run? The, the, is, it, is, it, is it possible to kind of, kind of bring these ideas to life inside the company somehow? Yeah, of course, but our main uh, purpose, I could say, is to map the community, to draw the attention of government, to help government uh, build the policies for the longevity industry, as probably uh, you, you and your audience know that uh, uh, ministries of healthcare, starting from the United States and uh, even here in the United Arab Emirates, turn the approach into make uh, the house policy or uh, be devoted to the longevity and we could say that when we do such things we draw the attention of all people over the world not only the investors communities but startups uh, government entities to make it to grow the industry and in the future we could say that uh, the industry will grow you know like in tandem like maybe 30 yeah. numbers so this is our main purpose to make it and make the ecosystem of the longevity community. So to invite other people to play with us. Have you ever tried industry. to quantify or to say how big the longevity industry is today and how big it might be in 10 years? Do you, do you look at that? Do you have numbers for that? Uh, yes, uh, I could say that it's uh, like a $7 billion industry right now that is going to grow like in, by uh, like more than 10% each year. Uh, so it depends, mm -hmm. of course, it depends on the current economy situation. It's like, you know, uh, we can see the world recession right now, but uh, hence we still um, see that the growth, uh, or like the cover of the industry is growing, uh, ongoing. And uh, we can say that in uh, 
10 years, we can face it more than like 26 or 30 and what, um, what are the barriers to people um, embracing this idea of longevity? What are, what are some of the challenges in, is it getting people to look at this as a self-sustaining, as a standalone industry, as a self-sustaining industry? Is, are those discussions um, complicated for you? Is that a tough argument for you to make at, at Deep Knowledge? Uh, I could say that the main challenge is uh, that the industry is still undetermined. So we can't see the big united community of uh, the investors and companies and startups. Uh, so in this case, they are all separated, working in different industries like healthcare, AI, and so on. And we need somehow to unite them, to make them interconnect with each other, like to allow companies like in healthcare to find the CROs that can allow you to work in different techniques and so on. So this is the main barrier. And another one is uh, uh, to, like as I said before, like we need uh, to make people pay more attention to your house, uh, to invest in prevention medicine, like to make it common approach uh, to start preventing your troubles with healthcare, not, not to go to doctor when mm-hmm. it's too late. And uh, also we need more startups in like digital house, for example, to, like we need more education in this industry and uh, we need to, uh, um, more investors to invest in the industry. So I could say that it's even sustainable. And that's your, uh, that's your job, your investor relations. So how do you, um, what is your pitch to investors when you try to get them involved in some of these companies that you're, you're, you're watching and following? Um, I always uh, tell people that like, 10 years ago, nobody uh, saw that AI and drug discovery could be something real. And now it's uh, one of the most emergent technologies in the world. And we can see that uh, big tech companies like NVIDIA, Microsoft, uh, they are trying to get the pie of this market. And uh, if you want to invest in something that could be bigger in 20 years, like not in five years and not to stay in recession, you need to go and invest right now in the longevity. You need to think about uh, this emerging And market. how did you get interested in it? Um, what, what, is the, what is the appeal of it to you personally? And we're talking with Anastasia Litt of uh, Deep Knowledge Group. She's Director of Investor Relations for Europe, the Middle East, and North America as well. Is that right? All, all of the above? Uh, no, it's not, not like uh, and MENA region, but let's see what, what comes <laughs> next. Yes. And uh, for me, it's, uh, well, like it's my uh, personal interest in the house because I also believe that house is the new house and uh, you need to uh, think of your future because uh, I want to make a lot of things in my life and I want to live longer and I want to stay active. As active as you, for example, <laughs> in your age, and probably even like more. <laughs> so in this case, we need to uh, we need to change the life. How long would you like to live? <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> what I can say, more than one hundred you know years. Uh, when you, you can change. Yeah, you know what's funny about it is that. Um, 
if somebody is old, if they're older than you. So as you get older, your idea of like who's old, it never includes you. It's always everybody older than you, <laughs> even when you get really old. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot exactly. of it is perception. But, you know, my father um, died at 53, you know, and um, that wasn't, un or pardon me, at 57. That was not unusual for people of his generation. I think it was common if somebody... Um, so we're talking about, you know, in the 1960s or 70s, if somebody lived to be 60, you would look at them and say, well, they're 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 old. You know, that's an old person there. Nowadays, you would you would not necessarily say that. And um, and in fact, it might not be. But there there is a great variety. So how much you know, part of it is genetic, of course. Um, part of it is environment. Um, what are you doing on the genetic side? Um, of longevity, which I would think would be one of the more interesting and kind of uh, long-lasting effects of some of this kind of um, technology. Mm, I could say that we are still uh, on, on the early stage of changing the genetics of the people uh, because there are many experiments on mice that uh, cost a lot, but uh, they are not very tangible for considering uh, the human health. So in this case, uh, I could I could say that the most emergent probably industry in this case is space tech medicine. Like for example, um, if you want to send people on Mars, you need to protect them and you need to think about how to protect the house. And there are like, all the technologies that we use right now also came from the space tech industry, even video recording internet that we use right now. So in this case, uh, the space tech medicine is probably even more advanced than genetics approach. Uh, and in terms of uh, going to the ground, to planet Earth, uh, I could say that uh, the prevention medicine, the healthy lifestyle, health checkups, uh, like um, telemedicine, this is what allows you to live longer right now. So this is what you need to think as well as the biomarkers that allow you to track is, everything. Excuse and me, I'm sorry. Is there an advantage to, because this is the kind of the part I'm wrestling with, is there an advantage to grouping them all together? So um, certainly precision medicine is an area, deep tech is an area, um, telemedicine is an area. What advantage does your company get um, by by grouping them together and by dealing with them as one industry? Uh, I could say that uh, we uh, make, for example, different interactive mind maps and dashboards where you can see interconnections between the industries. Mm -hmm. uh, so we can uh, find out which companies can work together as well as they can unite their technologies and make something new, make some new approach, mm -hmm. for example, tracking biomarkers and telemedicine that when you unite them and for another way is that when you can unite um, the information you can track from hospitals, like blood tests, and you can unite it to the longevity financial industry. And that would allow you to uh, hedge the risks of pension system. Everything could, could develop a lot faster and uh, that uh, you know, could help the human society. So and, this is the first there, uh, thing you... I could say. And uh, another thing is. And could you tell us about um, 
specific companies that are doing things that get you excited in the longevity space? Mm, I could say most of them they are other companies that uh, work on in the biomarkers industry uh, because they allow us uh, to track a lot of diseases and because this is one of uh, the most uh, like the main reason of the mortality of people uh, starting from 60s and 70s because uh, yes of course like today I can't say that uh, I can imagine that somebody in his uh, late 60s or even 70s for me is rather old considering that we had the approach earlier and we want to like sacrifice the life uh, of these people we want to prolong our uh, age and uh, for me this is the most interesting techniques <laughs> in the longevity industry right now and another thing that uh, I to improve a lot longevity financial industries like pension systems, insurance systems, because uh, there is a big risk of difference between chronological age and biological. We used to say that it's like uh, 40s is new 30s, but I could say that even uh, 50s is the new 30s. So the pension system and uh, their insurance uh, system, uh, they are no, they, they are not still um, ready for this yeah. change. Uh, so in this case, like we need, we need to develop a lot of this risk, and we need to understand how to track uh, the real age. Not yeah. The so the, the buyer markers is a big, big thing. So tell us how. Um, tell us what what you have. Um, um, going on in terms of events, how can people find out more about this? Uh, sorry, could you repeat? Uh, yeah, I, I was just wondering, tell us about your upcoming events. Tell us how people can find out more about this. Oh, sure. So I would be glad to. First of all, um, on the 31st of May, we are starting the series of uh, uh, advanced invest uh, solutions where you can find out which new techniques and approaches investors could use how to get how to find uh, the information about different industries and startups which is uh, very important uh, for now because we need to, to learn more about different prospective industries such as longevity sure. industry and as well as uh, we are going uh, to make uh, several uh, online conferences uh, in June uh, on the food tech uh, and fam tech industry and AI and real world studies. And where, where will they? So this is our. I'm sorry. Where will those June. be? Where will they be? Uh, these uh, events will be online. Uh, we still have most of the events online due to the situation, and plus we can unite people all over the world to join us. But uh, starting for probably from fall, we are going to make more flying events in London and. And, is, uh, and can people find those at deepknowledge.com? Is that the the right place? Dkv.global. Dkv.global. Yeah, DKB global. Okay. Yeah. As okay. Well as, and what? Uh, what? Um. How would you? Final question would be: How do you predict, um, that this very, uh, broad uh, category of longevity? How how is it going to evolve? So I'm sure you see things that, 
are not really on our radar yet. I mean, we all know about precision medicine and some of the things you've mentioned, but what is out there in the future? Uh, maybe not quite going to Mars, but what is out there in the future that you and your company gets excited about? Uh, we see that there will be a big shift in the longevity financial industry. There will be uh, more technologies for the pension funds. There will be advanced insure tech technologies. Uh, as well as uh, we can see that there, there will be uh, growth of the investors in the industry looking for uh, some real companies and real techniques, not some growth companies to invest in. So where you can uh, invest not in, in hype. Well, but reality, in reality is usually preferred. Um, <laughs> though not always on Wall Street. Well, listen, uh, we want to thank you for being with us. This is The Accelerator with uh, Michael Conniff. Our guest today is Anastasia Litt um, from the Deep Knowledge Group, talking about the, the broader, um, uh, the broad subject and category of longevity, which uh, we're, we're, we're all going to be interested in as long as we're still breathing. So um, really appreciate your coming on with us, Anastasia, and please uh, keep keep us up to date on new developments, okay? Sure. Thank you so much. It was really yeah, it's great to see you. To um, this is The Accelerator. Yeah. I'm Michael Conniff, and we'll be back with another podcast before you know it.